Welcome to episode 172. On a scale of 1 to 10, how stressful is your life? Do you foresee a time when stress is not a thing? I'm guessing not, because me neither. (laughs) I'm not a monk and I don't think you are either. What that means is that in order to live a life full of moments that pass by without dragging our sorry ass with them, is about developing a mindset and a perspective and a behavior set around the way we interact with and perceive stress, aka developing mental resilience. Because as you know, the concept of stressless or eliminating stress is a bit of a myth. So if you want to experience stress in a less painful and impactful way and have a system of thought that frees you up to have more great experiences, then this episode is definitely the right one for you. But you've got to be a growth mindset kind of person because these tools are long-term strategies. But I'm guessing you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a growth mindset. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? In 2022, it's my mission to coach 300 people to get control of their emotional eating so they can lose weight and actually keep it off without counting calories or eating rabbit food. And a big part of the weight loss journey or the gut health journey or the brain fog journey, all of the journeys that I work with people to achieve successful health outcomes, a big part of that is stress. Stress is a part of the holistic health puzzle. uh, And no matter what you've got going on, stress is a factor. So the reason that I'm doing today's episode is because it's kind of this ignored piece in the Western world, right? And let me ask, like, how has your first few months to this year been? You know, like, what has gone on? Are you moving towards the things you want to achieve? Are you putting more things on your plate? Are you trying to do more, be better in all of these areas? And it turns out that it's actually just more stress and it's more overwhelming. Um, and physically, so today's episode is going to be more about how you can make changes in your life. But physically, we have to remember that there are consequences to perpetual adrenaline spikes and cortisol spikes. And many people have cortisol just going all day. It turns into weight gain. Um, it, it stops weight loss happening. You can be eating right. You can be doing the exercise. You can be doing all of the right things and still not actually lose any weight or still not actually fix your gut health, your bloating, your constipation, your diarrhea because you are stressed and pumping these hormones out and you get adrenal fatigue. So the adrenals are where the cortisol is produced. And if you're just producing it all the time, those glands, they get worn out, you know? So there's lots of physical consequences. So I want to talk really conceptually today about um, the way that we interact with stress and what stress is. And like, even if we think about it, right? So managing stress, what is stress? Think about it for a second. What is stress? Because the idea of managing stress is kind of funny, right? We manage things of value. We manage our money. We manage our staff. We manage our family. We manage our relationships. And then we've got this negative thing that we have to manage. Stress that's like ruining all of those things, right? And we have to manage it. So if you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, why am I trying to manage this problem? It's almost like, oh, some of the stress goes to that problem and some of the stress goes to that organ in my body and some of the stress um, goes to that many kilograms or pounds on my belly. You know, it's just a weird idea, weird way to think about it. Um, and 
Here is where I want to start. So I've got five tips that I want to get into today. But before we do that, I want to kind of wrap this up nicely. Um, and this, the reason I've titled the podcast the way I have is because you have to be open-minded in order for this stuff to work. You have to be one, open-minded. And this is what I say to all my clients. You have to be open-minded and you have to be willing to do the work. Ready, willing, and committed people commit to long-term change, which equals sustainable health outcomes, which is what we all want. We want to be healthy forever. You know, we don't want to be on this yo-yo cycle. So I want to frame this up, right? The reality is the reason that we perceive things to be stressful is because we ourselves are unmanaged. That's what happens when we try and manage stress. The reason we try and manage the stress, which is external to the human body, is because we ourselves are unmanaged, right? We have not gotten control of our own body, our own health, or our emotions and our mind. So the thing that creates stress is not an event. It's not your work. It's not your boss. It's not your partner. It's not your kids. It is the story and the belief system that you attached to that person or to that event, right? And like, think about it. Stress is everywhere. It's the, you know, there's this idea of like stress less. And it's like, if you're married, that's stressful. If you're not married, that's stressful in a different way. If you have kids, that's obviously stressful. If you don't have kids, that's stressful in a different way because society judges you and your friends judge you and you get snide remarks as a woman that you haven't you know, used your body for what it was meant to do. And then, then if we go into health, you know, it's like the concept of pick your heart. Being healthy is stressful. Getting up early is stressful. Going to the gym is, it literally is a stress on the body. You know, keeping in shape, saying no to the foods, that's, that's stressful. Then we can go to the other side. Being overweight is stressful. It's painful to get out of bed, you know? The stress is just at a different time of the day. Family, having a big family, stressful. More relationships to manage. Having no family, stressful. Not enough relationships and connection. High pressure job and career focused, obviously stressful. Low pressure job, maybe not stressful at work, but now you've got money stress. Money itself, stressful. No money, stressful. (laughs) You know what I mean? So this idea that we stress less is just a silly idea. What we actually need to do is get control of the only thing in that equation that decides whether stress is going to happen or be experienced by the body or the mind. And that is your brain, your soul, your personality, you, the human listening to this podcast right now. So it's the stories we attach to it, right? And and then if, if we don't have control of those stories or we don't even nominate a particular story, then... Our reaction is obviously we're out of control. Our brain function kind of goes out of whack. So we start craving junk food. We're overwhelmed. We can't see um, the forest for the trees. Uh, Everything becomes difficult. We can have breakdowns. We can have all sorts of health issues go wrong if we're perpetually in this stress state for many, many, many years, right? So this is why on this episode, I want to dive into these five concepts for growth-minded people because you need to be open to seeing the world through a different lens. And I want you to suspend your uh, apprehension or disbelief for a little moment about the things in your world that you feel might be, you know, quote unquote stressful. And I just want you to practice with me just, just for this podcast, looking at things differently. And I really want you to open up your world. And this is not overnight stuff. That's why this is for growth-minded people. You know, people that have a fixed mindset think that their problems should be fixed by somebody else yesterday. Growth-minded people understand they have to go and stand in front of the mirror and say, all right, here we go. Let's do the work. Let's begin the journey, right? However long that chapter is, it's different for everyone. And for many of the stuff like stress management, 
it's actually a lifelong journey of getting better and better and better because it's not like the triggers are ever going to go away. Monks don't preach that they don't have bad days. They're just really good at moving through the bad days, right? So we're going to dive into this five stress management concepts, right, that, that will honestly free you and have been so transformative for myself. I speak from experience. A surprising amount of stuff that I talk about on the podcast is from personal experience. However, if you look at me on social media and, you know, you see me as this happy, healthy guy, uh, you know, on the outside, it looks like I've always had my shit together forever. But I definitely haven't and I definitely don't right now. However, I'm on the journey and I've committed to the journey. Uh, And me being able to share this with you is a gift and an honor because if any of this helps you, I know it's helped me. I know it works. You know, I'm not just standing up here preaching to people that, you know, I'm like, oh, this is what the textbook said, <laughs> you know, like doctors and scientists, like that's what it said in the textbook. It should be your experience. You know, I know your experience is different. So is mine. And so together, though, we can solve these problems by investigating what's possible. That's why we've got these five right here. All right. We're going we're gonna to get stuck into this. And this is all to help the human experience be better and worthwhile living. All right. First thing, number one, get real with yourself. What do, you, what do I mean by that? Well, firstly, you have to be realistic. And Australians are really bad for this. We exaggerate. We, and I'm guilty of this. We just use language and it's in our vernacular and our culture of communication to exaggerate a lot um, about anything like, oh, it costs so much money or, oh, I had the worst day ever. Uh, or, you know, these like, oh, it was the best thing that I ever did in my life in either direction. So, what I want you to do here is I want you to get real with yourself. Why? Because labels, when you put labels on things like good and bad, they limit what is possible to experience a- about that particular topic or in that particular thing. For instance, last week I had the worst week. Last week was a write-off. Last year was just all shit. Right? This week sucks. Today is the worst. So what you've done there is you've put all of these neutral and positive experiences in with what is highly likely to be a very small number of negative experiences, right? When people say they had a bad year, they can usually boil it down to five or 10 days of the year that was significantly painful, traumatic, difficult. Um, And so what we want to do is we want to not judge the day. We don't want to judge, we don't want to project a judgment onto the week or the year but only the moment, right? That I had a difficult moment. That moment was challenging. Today, I had a couple of difficult moments. This week, there were a couple of difficult moments, right? Because either side of that difficult moment is lots of neutral, which is great, and, lo- and lots of good. Or even if it's just some good, right? The neutral, we want to acknowledge the neutral because the neutral is not a stressful space, right? Um, and if we start writing off these bad moments, with our language, then we're telling our brain that our whole life is a stressful event. And that ends up programmed, if we we convince ourselves about the past being horrible, then what do we do? We continue to create that in every moment. Because we've got so much evidence, we've convinced ourselves we've got so much evidence for such a horrible life, bad years, bad decades, bad relationships, bad, all these holistic labels that include everything. And we're writing off all of the possibility to experience something different. And then we, we start creating that for ourselves because it's like, my life sucks. I, I'm not a lucky person. You know, all these beliefs start being created. They're not true. You're just creating them out of your perception because you've judged each moment of your life so devastatingly, 
right? So we need to go in the opposite direction. Instead of you creating a new moment that has stress in it, that you say is bad and that is difficult and horrible and painful, and you know that knowing your luck, well, it's going to happen. We want to remove judgment. We want to remove labels from what's going on because that puts us back in a state of being neutral. And the neutral is mostly a good space to be in. And I'm going to explain that in the next point, right? So I just want to close this one off. Be when, when a situation happens or things pop up or you have come to the end of the day and you catch yourself saying to your hubby or your wife or your friends or your housemates or whoever, if you catch yourself being like, oh, today was just shit. I want you to pull yourself up and get real with yourself and be like, actually, how many moments were actually shit? Were there four things? Were there three? What happened either side of those moments? So get real with yourself and stop labeling things because you start creating a future that you feel out of control of by projecting falsely defined beliefs of the past and projecting them into your everyday. So therefore, you create it. You create the same thing. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. All right, number two. Expect the world to show up every day as it always has. Expect the world to show up every day as it always has. So, what I mean by that is that, remember, stress is within you. It's the stories and experiences that you project onto any given situation or moment that actually creates stress in your mind, in your body, in your relationships, in your life, right? The world is going to be the same. The same stuff's going to happen. Good stuff's going to happen. Bad stuff's going to happen. Difficult things are going to happen. You know, there's, there's lots of people that have been through experiences that looked good in the beginning that turned out to be really bad. And a lot of bad things that happened for people that turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to them, right? So expect the world to show up the same way that it has every day of your entire life, which, which is that stuff is going to happen, right? You're, to be in the driver's seat, you are in the driver's seat of your own life if you expect that of the world. Why? Because, again, stress, you're projecting stories and beliefs out of your body. If we can get control and calm of your mind, then you decide what each of those experiences mean, good, bad, or indifferent, right? Stress is something outside the body when your mind and your body and your soul and your personality and identity is the thing that you have successfully managed. You do not need stress management because you know the people in your world, the job that you work, the boss that you have are going to show up almost nine out of 10 times the way that they always have. Of course, there's random catastrophes and random events that happen that you know are unexplainable to some of us. But I want you to expect the world to show up the same way that it always has. Why? Because this takes you out of victim mindset, right? If you expect the world to be whatever it will be tomorrow and you say that that is okay, you take yourself out of being a victim to the world. Instead, we go with this narrative of, We switch to this narrative. The world is not happening to you. You are happening to the world. And that is such an empowering position to come from because when you are happening to the world, you are creating the world that you want, the life that you want, the relationships you want, and any stress that you experience, you know, is something that you are taking responsibility for choosing to have created, right? And that's not victim blaming, by the way. We've got to be careful here. We want to move out of a victim mindset and take responsibility, not for the bad things necessarily that happen to us, but the way that we react to them, the stories that we attach to them. This doesn't mean that we can't have periods of being upset, crying, 
uh, having stress, going to see a psychologist, talking to a friend, uh, doing whatever we need to do to process a particular event. But again, it's about that. That's a responsible person's approach to managing stressful situations, right? Because we expected the world to rock up. We know ourselves well enough to know what we need to do in order to not be a victim to it. We can still have a negative experience and we can still have a bad day, right? And we can still do whatever we need to do to process that day. But the point is that someone that is happening to the world takes themselves out of the passenger seat and into the driver's seat. So when shit does go down, you know exactly how to respond to the world and in order for you to bring calm, clarity and tranquility to the world that you have created for yourself because you're projecting new beliefs forward, right? You've transformed these beliefs and these old labels that were starting to create just a perpetually stressful life and now you're starting to look forward and be like, oh, this is just a choice. I can choose the next moment to be different. I can choose the next moment to be positive. I can choose the next next moment to not have a story attached to it that means that I have to feel anything particular. Or even better, I can choose to attach a belief system or a feeling to an event that brings me joy and lowers my stress. And this is where we start to see like the monk psychology come into things. They expect the world to happen as it does every day, right? And so they have clarity of mind and control of their thoughts and their emotions in a way that allows them to attach new meanings to moments that are happening right in front of their eyes or even moments that happened in the past. We can rewrite our belief systems. You'll hear lots of people go on that journey of being like really savage about stuff that happened in their past about certain people and then they'll work through and process that and then move forward and be like, you know, I understand why those things happened now, right? So, I can get so deep on this stuff. I love personal development, but the world is not happening to you. You are happening to the world. Take that right? Take that forward. Number three, develop self-certainty. And, and these, are, these kind of go in order of, of being layered, right? Once we layer these up, because there's five of them I'm sharing today, once we layer all these up, we basically become indestructible. doesn't mean that we don't get uh, knocked down a few pegs, but we become amazingly resilient. And that's, that's the opposite to stress less, because stress less doesn't happen. We went through the list at the start, right? It's like, oh, got married, stressed less lies. Oh, had kids, stress less. Lies. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So, it's with all of these things, it's not about stressing less. It's becoming more resilient and being able to rapidly process emotional events and be in the driver's seat. Number three, develop self-certainty. This slowly moves you in the direction uh, of taking away your bother about what others think of you. So, this is ego work. Self-certainty. Remember, when we feel judged or we feel... um, like someone's being mean to us or someone's treating us in a certain way, we are, we are attaching our ego to what other people think of us, external to the body, remember? This goes back to the world thing. You need to happen to the world, not the world happening to you. We've got to get out of victim mindset, right? And so, when we develop self-certainty, we bring in, we're developing and flexing that muscle of self-awareness, self-control, self-maturity, self-growth, and so, the more certain you are about how you show up in the world and the way that you have and the standards you have for yourself and the way that you interact with those relationships or the kids or the family or your work or whatever it is, then the less you start to care, or more importantly, the less you start to be negatively impacted by the experience of somebody else or the projection of somebody else's you know, judgment or whatever it is. And the thing to remember too, and, th- and I find this with people that go through my program, is that in the beginning, there's a few people in their social circle that will start chipping away at them and be like, oh, you're on another diet. 
oh, you're gluten-free or, you know, whatever the thing is for the individual. Oh, you're not drinking anymore. Um, and remember, remember, people will judge you for things that they did not have the courage to do or things that they have failed at doing. It is a projection, right? It is their shit that they're piling onto you. But if you have developed this self-certainty, doesn't matter what they try and pile on because you understand what is true for you and your frame of reference for reality is what is true. It's your truth, right? And so when they pile their shit on, you're like, that's, uh, that's an interesting perspective that you've got over there. Thanks for hurtling your shit towards me. Take it back, please. <laughs> Go over there. When you develop self-certainty, you develop boundaries, natural boundaries for your identity and your personality where this is okay, this is not okay. The way these, treat me, these people treat me is okay here, but not okay here. I'm going to pipe up and defend my boundaries at this point, but anything less than that is totally okay and I'm not bothered by it. You know what I mean? So again, this is taking the idea of stress, managing all the noise outside of yourself and learning how to manage the internal, the mind, the soul, the body. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you'll receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. And working on your health absolutely comes into this because the practice of working on your weight loss or or working on your health in any way allows you to start building certainty into your biology because the the, the better you treat it, the more often that you look after it, the more that you will know what it is going to be able to do for you, right? So that predictability means that you can know the life that you're going to experience. Again, more certainty. But the other thing is, Remember, this doesn't take away cataclysmic events that can happen to your life, right? Massive events that can be just throw you, for, you know, knock you for six, throw you a big curveball. But self-certainty means we come back to a place of familiarity and stability quickly after those events happen, rather than surrendering a whole year to being like, oh, this one event happened and it threw me off course forever. And then 10 years later, I'm super obese and I've got really, I've got type 2 diabetes or I've got cancer because if all went back to this one event that I let, I let happen to me because I was uncertain about myself. I reacted in an, in an uncertain way that I was out of control of and I couldn't get control of the out-of-control out of car, right? And this might be, this stuff might be triggering for some people. You might be hearing it for the first time and be like, fuck you, Maddie. <laughs> My life's tough. Um, and uh, 
as I said in the beginning, you know, I know that I look like this uh, super healthy, well-adjusted, uh, you know, social media influencer <laughs> that's been deplatformed. Um, but you know, I've been through a lot of real shit myself, um, and so I come from a place of experience, not your experience, and you've not had my experience, and nobody's had each other's experience. But if I go back to point two, expecting the world to show up as it does, I know the world can be chaotic. So I expect everyone I've ever met to have some type of chaos in their story, right? Um, so developing self-certainty allows you to engage with all of this with stability. This lowers your stress. This lowers your cortisol. This lowers your, the way that other people can hurt you and impact you, right? Next one, number four. Give yourself permission to be everything that you are. What I mean by that is do not live with limitation, right? And by limitation, I don't mean that you can't ever learn. You shouldn't change things about yourself that you're not happy with. You shouldn't change things about yourself that other people are giving you feedback are not very friendly or nice or kind. Um, But give yourself permission to show up in the world as you are. Now, this goes goes after self-certainty because when you're certain that everything you are is great, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it is great. And you have to be certain of who you are, know your darknesses, and they often call this shadow work. We all have darknesses. We all have triggers. We all have stress, right? But if you give yourself permission to be all of the things that you are and experience the world in the way that you, are, that you want to experience it and, and expecting the world to show up in the way it will and allowing you the opportunity That's a good gratitude perspective, right? The opportunity to navigate these challenges as everything you are, then you will be totally fine because you've got self-certainty that everything you are is more than capable of navigating challenges. This doesn't mean that, um, you know, because there's a slippery slope in either direction, right? If you don't accept who you are, then you can just punish yourself forever with food often is 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 a crutch for many people or drugs or alcohol or toxic relationships. But then the other side is um, a, a, little, a bit of a slippery slope as well, right? Because you can also give yourself permission to be all of the things that, you're, that aren't great, you know, that cause stress, that hurt other people, you know what I mean? So we have to use some maturity in the way that we navigate this permission. But it's important to know that the person you are is the only person that's going to help you solve any problem that you've ever had. So you better give yourself permission to move forward as who you are or you're never going to move forward because unfortunately. Nobody can do the work for you. So unless you do it and you give yourself permission as everything that you are to do it, then it's just, it's just going to go backwards, you know? It's just going to go backwards. Um, and maybe this podcast is the wake-up call you needed, right? Number five. Now, we're getting into a much more positive space now. That's first four were very much about deep work. Um, number five, celebrate positivity and wins. If you want to write a new story for yourself and start creating a self-fulfilling prophecy that helps you feel great and creates an amazing life, remember at the start we were talking about how we project the past belief systems of stress onto the current and future moments of how the world is going to show up and how our out-of-control self is going to react. So we just create this entire life belief idea or reality for ourselves that everything is stressful and hard and difficult and I have no luck and life sucks for me. We can actually use that same system to create the opposite, right? So celebrating wins and disproportionately focusing on negative shit is something that humans do really well, right? You can have 
you know, nine nine out of every ten days can be the best thing ever, and humans will always focus on the tenth day, which suck, right? So we need to start creating a culture within your personal physical body, not just with your mates, not just having a beer at the pub on a Friday, not just, you know, with your girlfriends when somebody finds the opportunity to catch up. You need to create a wins list, right? I've got one. I call it the winner's list. I took my uh, consistency club members, my monthly membership members through the winner's list uh, um, exercise of creating a list of things that we use to celebrate good stuff, right? And we also have a list of things that qualify as good stuff so we know what to celebrate. And you must absolutely take the time to celebrate. Spending time celebrating and like making sure everybody feels good and positively reinforcing good behavior is not being complacent. Some people think if they take a day off to party or celebrate or you know reward, whatever it might be, that they're like, oh, I should be working. I missed the day. Oh, shit, I spent money. What else are you earning money for if not to celebrate you know, joyous experiences. And keep in mind how these have gone in order. So the previous one was giving yourself permission to be everything that you are. If you're giving yourself permission, then the money that you earned can absolutely go into rewarding you and giving you future positive experiences. Because what's the point of life if we're not moving towards a win? Because with the stress-less mentality, a lot of people think that we're slowly clawing our way towards a moment in life where the clouds open up and the angels sing and stress just doesn't exist anymore, and it's all over. It's like, finally. And you could even say that some people think that that is retirement. People think that they're moving towards retirement at bloody 70 when like 90% of your life is over, when they finally get to take the pedal off the gas and enjoy life. But guess what? When you're 70, you've got money problems. You've got a huge family at this point, many people, because you've got all these family members under you. So you're stressed about all those relationships if you don't have the right mindset. So don't wait until you're bloody retired to celebrate wins. You need to start creating a new belief system about every single day right now. And this is amazing for you to do in your families to show and uh, reinforce to your children that celebrating positive stuff is awesome because that's the reason we go to work every day, to create good stuff, right? That's the reason that we put in hours to, to achieve things and to work hard and to suffer some pain is to enjoy the fruits of the labor, right? It doesn't mean that we get stuck in celebrating the win. That's another slippery slope, right? We can have a win and then celebrate for a year and it turns out we turned into an alcoholic, you know, or a sugar addict or we gained 25 kilograms or 50 pounds, right? So again, this is uh, when you um, develop self-certainty and give yourself permission to be who you are, you also can manage the emotional reactions and the way that you interact with things. So you're not going to celebrate with a slippery slope. You're not going to go in either direction, right? You're going to proportionally celebrate your wins. So create a wins list uh, so that you can actually celebrate the things that you want to celebrate and make sure you've got that list that creates uh, the benchmark for what you will celebrate. And don't make it so extreme that it's only going to happen once every 10 years. You've got to, you've got to put breadcrumbs along the way, right? For me, right? Every time I manage to save uh, $10,000 or earn $10,000 rather, I, have a, I go to my wins list. Um, and I just recently purchased myself uh, as part of my sister's 30th birthday present, <laughs> um, a skydive that's on my winner's list. So every time I earn $10,000, I go to the winner's list. That's one thing, you know, and I've got things for relationships. I've got things for my body and health and, and nutrition and stuff like that and workouts. And I've got all these benchmarks on a list and then I can come over to the winner's list and reward myself. Um, and so sometimes, like everybody, I'm a human. Sometimes it slips a little bit. 
Um, and then I'm reminded by someone or my whiteboard in front of me has the list on it purposely so it never leaves my mind, um, right? And, and we can do this for our families. We can do this for our kids. The point is to make space for it. And if you don't schedule it, if you don't have a plan, then it's just a dream. And dreams, you know, dreams are, don't really come true. They're in, they happen when you're asleep. <laughs> Goals happen in real life. If you set them and schedule them and make, and make time for them to, be, to eventuate into reality. So I want you to just really ponder some of this stuff because it's real growth mindset stuff, the idea of attaching stories and belief systems to particular events that happen in your life uh, and even small events like emails from your, your boss that are worded in a particular way or the way that somebody in your world speaks to you. I'm not saying you should excuse poor behavior, but if that person's not going to change and you're letting them trigger you, you're letting them control your emotional state, then rewiring these belief systems about each moment that we have about each experience we have, about each relationship and human we interact with can put you back in the driver's seat of your stress. And the beautiful thing is when it comes to weight loss and gut health and all of the health problems is that all of this starts to fall away. It starts to reduce because when you develop these skills, your cortisol and adrenaline have less need to be produced because your biology and your psychology does not feel a life or death threat come in every time one of these situations happen, which is what happens when we react, right? Now, nervous system reacts to the situation. The other thing to note as a little bit of a disclaimer on the end here is that your nervous system is conditioned, like physically in your body is conditioned to experience a a cycle of hormonal exposure, right? And that hormonal exposure is going to be used to the stressed life that you've always lived. So starting to make these changes, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to feel foreign. It's going to feel unsafe and uncomfortable. So that is, that's the truth. But you have to know that the investment is in the long term, right? And the, the other thing is to practice this stuff when you're not in the middle of the most stressful event of your life. <laughs> Nobody asks someone to just sign up to the Olympics overnight and win, right? It's the same here, right? You don't go into the gym and just start with a 100 kilogram bench press. You start super light. You might even start with just the bar. So any of this stuff, it's the same deal. You're developing your neurological and mindset muscles and neurons so that you can begin to develop the strength in that set of behaviors, which will then become a belief, right? And better still, if you can believe it first and then create it, you're in a much better position, right? And that's what's interesting about entrepreneurs and business owners and like salespeople and that that kind of person is that they, they have to believe it's possible before it's possible. And then they use the belief of it being possible to drive them to create it to be real. And it's the same here. If you can really sit, sit down and project yourself forward and be like, this is the person I want to be. This is how I want to feel. This is how I want to experience each day. This is how I want to experience emotionally challenging situations. This is how I want to navigate stress or triggering events. And then keep that in, mind, in your mind's eye. Maybe even create a, create a vision board. And start chipping away, practicing these things, lifting small weights. When small challenges come up, use these skills to navigate them. Start with the email from the boss. Start with just a little conversation that kind of is just a niggle, just an an annoying niggle in your life, right? Because we don't want you doing an injury, aka having a mental breakdown. (laughs) Don't go to the Olympics overnight, all right? (laughs) So the the big take-home message here, there's obviously five useful points here, so I'm going to go over them right now. Get real with yourself. Expect the world to show up every day as it always has. Develop self-certainty. Give yourself permission 
and celebrate positivity and wins. The take-home message here is that stress is the way you react to a situation and guess what? You're in control of that. You are in the driver's seat. No matter how out of control you feel or triggered by me saying that you are, the truth is that if it triggered you or you reacted or you're you're blowing this off as like, yeah, righto, then you are the exact person that needs to practice this starting super small. Um, Actually, all of us need to practice this starting super small, right? Because life doesn't necessarily get easier. It doesn't get stressless, right? We don't get to retirement. Like I said, we don't get there and just go, oh, finally, everything fell into place. About time. It's been a cheeky 75 years. <laughs> With the way that the global financial situation's going, it might be 85 before you get to retire. So <laughs> you might as well start practicing how to do this right now. All right, team, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about it. So whether it be in my Facebook groups um, or whether it be on a review, I really love reading the reviews. Thank you so much. It's so incredibly helpful. Spotify, I've just started allowing ratings. So if you can go to Spotify and give me a five-star review so that this podcast can get pushed up in the algorithm so that more people get to hear it, that would be so incredibly helpful. And if you've enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it into your social media story, share it into Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, wherever you like to hang out, YouTube. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would be super helpful. I'd be grateful. Tag me on whichever one of those platforms you're on. Um, And yeah, share it with a family member if you know they need to hear this and say, I'm not saying this, Maddie's saying this, so don't get angry at me. (laughs) All links and handles will be in the show notes down below. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.